0: All right. Uh, oh, big one. Big show, uh, unfortunately. All encompassing trip. I think this is the fourth or fifth episode. It is May 18th. This is the latest time we've ever recorded. It's nighttime uh, on a I guess Thursday. On a Thursday, yeah. Weekday. Uh, I'm flying to New York tomorrow. Pete has work tomorrow, unfortunately. But uh, this. Okay. It called for a special edition or a special occasion podcast. Uh, not in a good way, unfortunately, um, basically because Chris Cornell. Passed away, age 52, uh, last night or early in the morning. Um, Pretty, pretty tragic stuff for me, especially just because I've. He's, I mean, probably my number two or one B. If Eddie Vedder is one A, those are my guys. And uh, seeing that, like last night, I thought it was a hoax, and people were like, "Oh, it's definitely a hoax," because he just played a show. Like he was just playing the Fox Theater in Detroit, and. I guess what would equate to forty five minutes or so after his concert he was found uh you know in a in a hotel room and I was just uh, I was shocked to see that he took his own life, especially with three kids, a wife, uh middle of a tour, middle of ringing an album, promised that they would do a temple the Dog tour again. Um,
1: but I think it's important uh to really celebrate this this guy. Well, you're right. Today, you know, not focusing on kind of the horrific graphics of it. Um, it is pretty horrific, you're right. No, you're um, right. And you're right, absolutely. Accelerate. But, like, even just from my perspective, not being big on this, like, I was never huge into Pearl Jam until I yeah, met well, you and Brian, and, yeah. and you kind of...
0: Recently, you know, you've been pretty big into Chris. Big yeah. into that
1: and big into Chris, because um, the dude's fingerprints are just everywhere. Exactly. You know, an early 90s, really any kind of music, it's, it's he's there, and... Whether it's Pearl Jam, Temple of the Dog, or just the influence he had, he's the dude's everywhere. And not to mention his talent, but he's just such an influence. And I know so little, but I've gotten sure so much. Oh, you're right. That, that's, of a, that's, that, a, that's a good point.
0: You know, yeah. I mean, once like the shock wears off, the initial shock, initial like.
1: Man, I was worried. I thought we're gonna have to call a. Uh, I was not call my par- your doctor. No, my parents,
0: my parents were like worried too. They were pretty upset. There, my mom and dad were texting me like these big long things. Um, just because I was very, I thought I was like sending very vague text messages. Like, like it sounds like terrible, but <laughs> I was saying was like I'm just I was just more of like a life sucks and then you die kind of thing. Like you just on earth to pay taxes and you know get you know just nothing good ever happens. And then even the things you enjoy, like I enjoy his music and mm-hmm. his artwork and you know artwork in terms of his music and stuff like that, it, it just takes it taken away from you still there. Um, I mean, it's
1: still there. It's not like his... It's No, it's there. It's
0: there, but I, I just think he had so much more. I think that he was going to give so much more, whether it was to the new Soundgarden album, it was to seeing his live shows, it was to... They just toured as Temple the Dog for the first time ever playing those songs. Mm-hmm. And the shows are so good, and I was so fortunate to see it uh, here in the Forum that they wanted to do it again because all the rest of the members, like Mike, Stone, Jeff, they all want to keep doing and write songs together because they're great at what they do. And it's different than, uh, you know, being with Soundgarden or Pearl Jam. Uh, and it's just like, it's full circle now because that band was created based off of Chris's roommate, Andy, who passed away from a heroin overdose. And now it's like, I mean, the next question is, do these bands continue? Like not the Soundgarden, I don't think Soundgarden will, will pull at Alice in Chains. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but replacing the lead singer, I don't think Chris could be replaced. Um, no. But will Pearl Jam and the members of Soundgarn, um, you know, Matt, who drums in both, Kim Thale, the guitarist, and and Ben Shepard, the bass, like, wh- you know, what do they do? Do they create some sort of Temple of Dog style?
1: It's uh, different. I mean, he's such a unique style that th- he has in Soundgarn. And Sound I think his impact, like,
0: yeah, like Andy's impact was big on, on Chris because they lived together and Mother Love Bone was a good band, but they didn't have nearly the impact that Soundgarn had or nearly the impact that. You know, Chris had in general, whether it was his solo stuff, Mm -hmm. Audio Slave, and the Temple of the Dog album. I mean, like, so, like, what do they do? Like, what is... The whole day after this happened, after I kind of realized that it was real and it wasn't a hoax and he really was gone. And his wife commented and his, I guess, his manager some spokesman for him said it it was true and the coroner said stuff. Um, I was just waiting for... The Pearl, like Pearl Jam or for Soundgarden like if the, they're from them band members or whoever spokesperson for them just to come out and say something and they haven't said anything yet and you know Soundgarden's supposed to play a show tomorrow cool. in Columbus and it's like they haven't given an update I mean you know they're not going to show up they're not playing um, but I'm, I'm really uh, I'm interested to see what Ed has to say I'm interested to see what Matt Cameron who's been with Chris since the 80s has to say um you know, Stone, Jeff, Mike, as well, and then obviously Kim and and Ben, who were in the band with him. Um, I know, like, guys like Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave have said some really nice things about him, but I'm, you know, I, I don't think there's, a, there's two bands in history that are more intertwined than, like, a Pearl Jam Soundgarden mix was. And uh, I want to, it's just going to, I think it's going to rock their worlds, and I don't know if they'll ever tour again. I don't know if everything will be the same because he was you know like every time you went to a Pearl Jam show in like a Seattle or the LA area you were like oh will Chris come out or will they do a Temple of the Dog thing and they finally did that at PJ20 and they did it you know numbers of times back in the early days in the early 90s um, and that was like the whole and even with Temple of the Dog I was like will Ed come out just to do Hunger Strike that's like what everyone hopes for like the, Chris is the, you know he was the man Matt Cameron saved Pearl Jam by you know it was just happenstance Soundgarden ended Jack Irons couldn't finish p- drumming for Pearl Jam, and then, boom, you have, you have Matt who was like, well, I could fill it. He Matt was the original drummer on, on on their demos for 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 the album Ten, and it just kind of worked out that he could fill in, and he sa- like they all say he saved the band, and yeah, uh, it's like what do you do? It's like what do you do now? Like a, in the middle of a tour, in the middle of making an album, a guy who is a rock legend, like a rock god who is respected from his solo work, who is respected from him joining with the super group Slave from Soundgarden, one of the big four pioneer Seattle bands. Like, what do you do? Like, I I don't know. I'm at a loss. What do you do if you're Soundgarden, if you're these guys who are are touring machines and everyone loves to see you? Like, you you can't. Like, you're done. Yeah, they're
1: done. I mean, whatever it was is not the same, and something new will come out of it. You know, and I think... um,
0: some sort of tribute you think type album or collaboration I can't see them
1: not doing something like since they're so tight and music was the central focus of like remembering people had lost like temple of the dog so i can't see that unless it's his family like wouldn't you know want or they're trying to respect him in some way and let him be at rest but who knows it's so s- s- soon you know i think in a lot of ways it'll bring his influence and his music to the forefront for like the more mainstream, because I don't think he's too, like his influence isn't well known in the general public as much as it, as it should be. And I think, a good point. you know, that's a good thing that his music will kind of... Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think I noticed that today.
0: Bit. I definitely noticed that today. Um, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sneezing in the podcast. Um I noticed that today on social media, like it, it was covered everywhere. I think just because I guess I, it was like weird. I didn't think in my head... Like yeah, I'm like I knew they were popular, like Soundgarden. That is, I knew Chris was popular, um, and then I'm seeing it come out like local news and stuff, and I'm like, well, I guess they have to cover it. He's a, you know, celebrity to an extent, mm-hmm. um, even though I guess his like his peak was closer to the early '90s, um, but then like stuff kept coming out, and people just tweeting their own thoughts on it and stuff, and I was like, wow, I guess he didn't reach more people than possible, um, and then I, I think, yeah, it has like that Van Gogh, Kurt Cobain type effect where once you're yeah, gone and it, it, it multiplies and it gets exponentially bigger um i think their music was definitely not uh mainstream to the point where it was definitely heavier it was definitely more metal and dark mm. but he had this uh, like ability to make metal songs or hard rock songs catchy enough to be played on radio and to make it and yeah, it was to, always a metal To make melody. it listenable, and you're like, yeah. wow, well, his voice is so damn good, even if they have like, these weird timing signatures, or Kim's playing in a drop D, you know, guitar tuning that makes it very heavy. Everyone still li- like, like like their songs. Yeah. Um, where they didn't have as many radio hits as, like, a Pearl Jam would have. So that's... It definitely did hurt their popularity, You're a million percent, right? Um, but, I mean, I just, like...
1: I mean, we talked about this with, like... Um Bruce Springsteen about like trying to people shy away from the, the the kind of darkness that are in these guys to like kind of cr- it kind of brings it back to like you know what it takes to create like something that that's true great, you know it comes from a place of like a lot of pain and but people don't want to think about that like someone as big as Bruce or even like Chris you don't want to think about it and it's this yeah. no, has you're- been going on in the guy's head for him to you know take his own life. You're making good point despite being having so much still ahead of him. You know, still you know being so well loved by so many people like there's just you know a lot of I mean that's a d- different conversation but there's just so much we don't know about these guys you're right. but it's almost like the price of of it, you know.
0: No, you're you're that's that's another really good point. You're right about especially with the Bruce Springsteen analogy who's yeah. the book that just came out Born and Run the main part of that. Um, was really about his his own depression because it runs in his family, and his dad was schizophrenic. And how was, like you right. know a, a large uh, you know Bruce <laughs> Bruce's catalog is like fifty percent driving songs and like fifty percent like getting out of this town to like show his dad songs like that's because that's what it was yeah um, and that's a good and I guess I'm selfish in a way because I'm just used to him being there. It was it's just this weird dynamic where you know even Lance Daly from Alice in Chains died in 2002 and I was young. We were, we were young. Um, I don't really remember that, but he was kind of gone from the music scene since like 96 cause he was just in such bad shape. Uh, and then obviously Kurt died in 94, but then you, out of the, so out of the four remaining bands, you had Ed and Chris, like Ed and Chris are always there. There was the guys who, you know, Chris learned from living with Andy Wood that he doesn't want to live that lifestyle. And, you know, even though Kurt and Ed didn't really see eye to eye and get along, mm-hmm. as well, you know, as well, he gets along with Chris or Lane. He lived through Kurt dying, you know, like that's the song "Immortality" is about Kurt Cobain. He lived through, you know, Lane Staley dying. He wrote a song called "42002" for Lane. Like there, those guys you were never worried about going down that path, uh, because that that whole Seattle scene, that whole, that, I mean, that whole movement. How many guys have we lost? Like, I mean. Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon, Mike Starr, the bassist from Alice in Chains, like all these guys are just gone. Mm-hmm. And you never would think, like you're like Chris and Ed are in their 50s, they're they they're Pearl Jam Soundgarden, they made it. Like those guys are fine. You would never ever think Chris is gone. In my head I'm thinking Chris is touring, Chris is making an album in Soundgarden, Chris promised Chumble the Dog albums and more dates. So when you say like we don't know what they're thinking, what's going on in their head, just the way we don't we don't realize it with Bruce until Bruce comes out and says it. Mm-hmm. I mean you're a million percent right. Like I, that's why it's selfish in a way. that I just assumed that he would be fine. He would be there, um, and I think that's like the hardest part too. Is like I just saw him before you know the new year. Like I just saw him in the end of November. Uh, his tour came around. I was like, I was mad at the band for picking like only midwestern cities. I was like, how do you not come on the west coast? And I'm like, all right, they're probably making an album. They're probably close to an album being done before the New Year. They're going to come around here and I'll see him before the New Year's over. I was positive. I was like, I'm going to see Chris Cornell before the New Year's over. Um, but I never really stopped and thought, you know, hey, you have three kids. You're in a movie that couldn't win you an Oscar because of this his addition to the soundtrack. You're touring. You're making an album. I never thought, like, what else is going on? Um, you know, in his head and stuff. So, obviously, when you're... Uh, you know, not not like a graphic, but when you take your own life in a bathroom with something around your neck, there is something going on, and I never really thought that um, enough. Why do you
1: feel so connected to it, like, personally?
0: I don't know. That's what I was talking to Jade about before. She doesn't get it. I mean, I don't think my roommates understand it either. I know, like, Dustin saw me last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, not, Not to his fault. Like, you know, I just... I don't know. I no, I only, mean, I know. I know it's a good. It's a really good question. It's just one of those things I, I like and I, like, I care about. We were just talking just before we hit record. You know, I, I work in sports, but it's like when this happened, I was like, I don't give a crap about sports. I don't care what the scores are of the games. I don't care what games are on tonight. I don't care about storylines. I don't NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever. I don't care. Um, this kind of just consumed me. And doesn't mean I don't like sports, but I think I know where my – allegiance stands and why those bands why this whole the seattle movement uh, i mean i guess uh, so like today sirius xm debuted the beatles channel mm-hmm. and uh long time coming i think it's a it's a good move uh, a couple people like them heard of them yeah um and i think that was a whole generation or, or, or like it's it's spawned a whole group of people that like those, like it was Beatles, Stones, who like mm-hmm. the whole English invasion, like that whole, like 60s rock, 70s rock with, you know, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. Th- you had like that group of, of all those bands in that whole time frame. And that's like where the people who are like, you know, in their 50s, 60s now, like th- that's, those are, that's that's those bands are for them. Yeah. And I think for me, even though I'm a little bit younger, we're a little bit younger, um, where we weren't this age now, in the early '90s, I guess like co- I guess because Soundgarden and Pearl Jam were the two last ones standing, that those are the ones that caught on. And my dad goes, "Yeah, I have the CDs. Go listen to." He told me the story was literally he went to see the Jay Giles band, and like in the late '80s, and this is before Soundgarden hit a big with Bad Motorfinger and super unknown, and they were touring as the opener and they came out and like Chris was like, he's a tall, he was like six, four and he had like a duster on like his long hair. And uh, they were like a heavier band with I was like, yeah, I was into them. And you know, the next album came out, got it he had the bad Motorfinger, super unknown, gave it to me, listened to it. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, Pearl Jam was the same thing. He had 10 versus Vitalogy, got hooked on those and did the rest of the catalog and all their live songs. And I guess just, it was just something like the first group of music I could connect to. And, like it just fit me perfectly. Like I, I don't know. I just that's just like it. your
1: personality.
0: Yeah, they have. They all have something for everyone. Like sa- like Soundgarden as deep and as heavy as they could be, having songs you know call about like the devil and death and this and that. They could have lighter songs. You have Chris covering Prince. You have like it. Just yeah. This is a wide range. Um. So I think that just it just fit me. I'm not a pop music guy. I'm not a right rap guy. I'm not a death metal guy. This is like elements of classic rock and alternative rock and hard rock and um, some pop influences. And I just put it in a blender. And then I just like the whole story, the whole scene. Like, I mean, Seattle in the early 90s and late 80s is such an incredible time to be around because of all these different bands and how you know they they try to start out from this angle with these members and then a couple members left for this band and this band became something big and then some guy died so they added this guy and this became bigger like you know the whole,
1: like chronicle a whole of history tree, of it yeah you
0: know like Green River Green River became uh parts of the members with Malfunction and Malfunction Green River and Malfunction became Mother Love Bone Mother Love Bone you know ended up becoming part of Pearl Jam it's just like and then Soundgarden the same thing like you know they disbanded and then you have temple uh, I mean Andy would die and then you have temple the dog and then what do you know Matt Cameron jumps for Pearl Jam now from Soundgarden. and it just um, and other bands have the same thing it's just a crazy mm-hmm. um, story and I think that was just pretty cool like the Generation X type people so I feel like in a long-winded way to say like how the Beatles stones like I was mentioning is that eras groups I think the next big wave was were all those bands was Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Screaming Trees, Mudhoney. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. MJ. MJ. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at now. It's well, not going to... It doesn't get easier. Uh, well, you honestly, move on. It's just listening to his stuff will never be the same. And it'll be
1: different. Like, it'll be more powerful.
0: It'll th- No, it'll always feel like he still should be here writing stuff. He should still be here performing tomorrow. Um, it's It's like I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I mean, it's weird to like. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. But like, he affected so many people. And I wish someone could tell him that before he goes. I don't to think th- that
1: would make a difference. I think no, that's I, the whole no.
0: I, I know you're right. I mean, obviously, if he got a chance to be alone and none of his bandmates are there, and like,
1: 45 minutes
0: after the show's over, the show was over at 11:15. It was clearly intent, at least with the
1: well, the, whole, the last song and yeah. all that.
0: I mean, they've covered that before. The verse that uh, leads up when used to play. I forgot the name. The in my time, in my time of dying. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Did the other song
0: have any significance? The slaves, B- slaves and bulldozers. That's just the song on uh, Bad Motorfinger. It's a heavy song. They usually end with it because it's very, uh, it's a loud, messy, like weird time signature song. And at the end of the shows, they would like put the guitars upside down and make the, like really loud distortion sounds and kind of just leave them there. Uh, as I, like, said goodbye and walked off stage. Um, you could tell I've seen him a couple times. So uh, that's
1: kind of the same way he did it, kind of just leaving yeah, things people, in chaos, just, people, like, smashing it. Uh, that's been a theory
0: between that, adding the the, the Bible verse, and uh, my time of dying from, like, the Led Zeppelin made, and then the tweet he gave out, he sent out, he took a picture of the Fox Theater's, like, marquee in the front, and his hashtag was, like, hashtag no more bullshit. Um, people don't know what that meant. And then he said something in the show about how we loves Detroit. It's like his favorite place. Um, and the people who are at the next show will be sorry they missed this one. So again, it could just be him pumping the crowd up. It could just uh, be all coincidence because they've covered, um, the Bible verse song before and they've covered, like, you know, it, it, rock lead singers say stuff like, it, yeah. I, but, um, People, I, I was listening to, uh, they had like a tribute show on Sirius XM today, and they were like, well, I was there, and he seemed really off, and he had no energy the whole show, and I mean, look, I don't I don't know, I, I just don't have an answer, I don't know, I wasn't there. Um, I find it weird that that uh, none of his bandmates knew where he was, I find it weird also that that quickly after the show, his wife knew something was up, so that she was calling him and be like, can you please contact him and find him? Um so I don't know. I don't know if we're missing details I don't know if there's something that'll come out. Probably Regardless, not. I don't think anything will it almost come out. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just, I just, I guess I'm just looking for answers. Um, as a person who's, you know, pretty devastated by this, I would like an answer. I'd like to know just why a person who could have still done so much more, um, and given so much more to, to his fans mm-hmm. like myself and you and a lot of other people, uh, why now is the time and I don't know but yeah I mean you're right like let's we can look back on what he's done and it's certainly been some career I mean god 20, 20 plus years sound I think started in 84 it's a long time
1: anyway DMV yeah
0: we did 20 <laughs> minutes on Cornell <laughs> today was some day so it started off um I went to the DMV yesterday yeah okay and I had to go to the DMV this is going to come a long story now. Go, go for it. I had to go to the DMV because I was pulled over. Right, up in Northern California. NorCal. NorCal, and I was um, I was driving. I left just outside of San Francisco, beautiful place, which we'll get to. Sure. Uh, I'd love to hear the comparison. We're going to compare San Fran later. Um, I we left San Fran. I was driving through Redwood City. On the way to Palo Alto to see Stanford. Because the way we left, we left Golden Gate Bridge. So we drove over it again from Sausalito. And then I guess instead of driving through the city and going through Oakland, it was just easier to cut through that way. I just, w- ways that it's easier. So i like, all right, well, we're going to pass Palo Alto anyway. I was like, Jada, do you want to go see Stanford for a couple minutes? Because we had to get back because of her work schedule. And she goes like, I don't care. So I was like, all right, I heard it's a great campus. So we drove through Palo Alto. Stop. Uh, no, I'm lying. We didn't get to it yet. We driving through Redwood City first. Redwood City named for the Redwoods. So I was driving pretty slow. And I was looking at the scenery. And uh, there was a, a state trooper. I wasn't all in the right lane. He was all the way to the left. And he was doing this thing where he would speed up and, like, stop right behind you. And, like, just ride... Like, basically ride your bumper. Yeah. It was, like, the guy was, like, a nut job. So I was like, oh, jeez, what the hell is that guy problem? Um, I figured out he was trying to slow people down. But, like, nobody was going that fast. It was, it was like, the typical... Typical California traffic, where there were, I mean, there's no traffic. You're going a good speed, but all it takes is like one car to move lanes, and it'll just slow everything down. Like you know, when you're very like, there's enough cars on the road where the traffic could happen. That's how it was. It's just always terrible here. And uh, I'm I'm driving. It's a sixty-five mile an hour speed limit. I'm driving pretty slow because I'm looking at all these trees I never see. And uh, I changed lanes because I the guy. There's a couple guys in front of me going really slow so i like did all i did was change lanes moved up in the middle lane just go a little bit ahead of them just get myself some space and and that time frame the cop went over to the right was behind me sped up to me for three four seconds boom turned his lights on and i like knew the cop was there the entire time but i was so unfazed by him because i was going the legal speed limit or so i thought just based on me next to other cars and uh Basically, long story short is he said that I passed him, and he was, he leaves the traffic. Like, he, no one could pass him because he sets the pace, but I was... Is that th- written in code somewhere? Apparently. It's, yeah, Hammurabi's code <laughs> for the, the Iowa Shulman in uh, Northern California. I was going, th- like, three miles per hour over. That's what he said. And he's like, doesn't matter. He's like, you you passed me. I set the pace, not you. He's like, you create a bad traffic, um, like, flow faster than... A he's chicken. like a
1: shitty football
0: coach. Yeah. Um, he sets the pace They all have They all have a stick up there You know what So I, I was like okay I was just, just Yeah I was just Kissing his butt I was like hell yeah Officer sorry I like you know I'm like I'm on vacation Join the view I saw the cars next to me Wasn't really looking At my speedometer And uh, you know Here here we are <laughs> And uh, I didn't get a, t- a speeding ticket What I did get Was a fixable citation Because my residence now Is here And uh, he This was like, inevitable Yeah and he's like, well, "When did you move here?" And I was like, uh, April Couple 1st. Months. And it's May, like, fifteenth, sixteenth, whatever this happened. And uh, basically, he's like, "Well, you had twenty days. You had, like ten. You had ten days. It's like tw- either ten days from a permanent residency or twenty days from when you move here. Or something yeah, like that." Yeah, crazy. It's
1: no time. Very, at all. very,
0: very short. And uh, obviously, I'd way past that. Uh, the best part too is I love Jada rubbing it and goes, "Why well, didn't change mine either?" And he's like, "You're not driving." It's literally what he said. I'm like, "Way to incriminate yourself." But it was it was like funny because she was just trying to help me out, but it didn't. Um, so I had to go to DMV. I'm like, you know what? I have to go anywhere. And he's just like, just get this whole thing fixed. And then I still have the tick, like the citation. I don't. And the people at DMV are like, well, we can't do anything with this. They're like. Give it back to them. I was like, Oh yeah, let me just drive up quick up the coast quickly to this find <laughs> find this guy on the road in Redwood City outside of Palo Alto and just be like, take this. Is it? A, it's a ticket. No, it's a citation. Like it's a, pa- a handwritten paper and it gives you instructions in the back. So I just got my license registration done finally. I'm Tarantino in the story. I'm telling you the ending, but all the process will come. Uh, so he said that I have to. Uh, this is and, all today. I just sent it back. No, the DMV trip now took two days. So now we're caught up with why I had to go to the DMV. Okay. So we go, we go yesterday, and California's DMVs, I asked you first, so you knew I was going. because so nice. I asked you, because you drove to the Valley?
1: Yeah, so we I did a lot of research, because these days we got to always have the best. Right. I wanted the best DMV they why had did, in Southern California. You,
0: you, you researched because of that, and because why else? I want to see if you if you say why I, had a, I also did research. What do you mean? Well, why do you have to research the DMVs in California?
1: Cause DMVs everywhere are terrible and I've about just like going in and getting, waiting for like hours, like all, like it's a day sure. event. But that's anywhere. S- some
0: of them also are not multi-functioning.
1: Oh, that's correct. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you have to find the correct one that can, some not only, f- they can like issue licenses. One just do
0: licenses, one just correct. does registrations. Right. And then some do, they're like the all encompassing ones. Correct. Uh, so
1: they're like the, the mega DMV. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we drove to one an hour north into the valley and, and they're like this one's the tits like it's the best dmv you've ever on yelp. heard of like on they, yelp? they come in <laughs> it was on yelp yeah. i swear to god and they i thought we we're gonna get in and they'd like massage our feet and um we got in there and they're like yeah we our machines are, are broken so we're just doing everything manually and there's like a thousand hispanic families in front of us <sighs> and we're just sitting there like i made an appointment no, and then we just could sit there and be pissed off, and that's just all we could do. So it ended very, up... Very white of you? It was very white privileged <laughs> yeah. of me. Um, no, but I mean, we just waited like assholes, and it took longer than it would have if I went like 10 minutes down the road to Hollywood.
0: It, if you like applied for a job, got the job, and then learn how to do it yourself kind of thing. Like yep. It would have been quicker that way. Um, so it's funny you said that. The machines broke down. Uh, hint. So I go... Uh, my thing was like, I live closer to the West Hollywood area West Hollywood Center does registration only Hollywood does licensing only so I'm like is it worth going to one and then going to the other or should I just do one that does everything the one that does everything there actually is one in Culver City I'm not sure if the one in Colorado over by your neck of the woods does everything um, but I figure Culver City is a little bit closer less of me on the 10 during rush hour so I go yesterday at eight o'clock at nine o'clock in the morning Right when it opens, and there was like 50 people outside in a line, and I was like, "Damn!" Um, but what that was was just basically it just opened up, and they weren't, and they had to like, they were just helping people to like, get the ticket numbers and sit down. So that actually moved pretty quick. Uh, right off the bat, the guys like, "Where's your two proof of address and where's your passport?" Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Well, don't have that." He's like, "Okay, so you're not getting licensed on today." And I was like, "God damn!" So he's like, "But I'll do the registration." And I was like, "All right, cool." We bring the car to the side. Guy checks the car out. Totally fine. Great.
1: They checked. They looked at the car.
0: They have to bring to the side of the DMV, because oh, I out. gotta.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't have to do that. Go.
0: So the guy checked it out, and then I go and do the whole process inside after waiting for a bit, and it's like 180 bucks. And I was like, you gotta get it like wow. smog checked
1: and all that too, right?
0: Get the thing back, and the lady was like ultra, not English speaking. Let's just put it down. I don't know what she was. I'm not gonna Speculate. assign her. I'm not gonna assign her a. Uh, She's German. Uh, yeah, very German. So. She gives me back this thing and doesn't explain it. It just says, like, registration not complete, needs smog check. I was like, great. So now not only do I have to get the smog check, I have to go back home a half hour drive to get my two proofs of address and my uh, passport. The proof of address could be bills, lease, anything like that. The problem is everything is digital. I do my bills online, I do mm-hmm. my lease online. I don't have a copy of the lease because we, we signed it digitally. And like I'm like, Oh well, how am I gonna get this thing printed out? Like the D M V won't help me do that. I can't be like, Oh I, ju- I just Gmailed it to you, can you just pop open <laughs> yours? And so I drive back, uh, and luckily Abe, my great Southern hospitality mm-hmm. Atlanta friend Abe, uh, he's like, Yeah, I got a printer and tons of ink and tons of paper. <laughs> like he's the most clutch guy ever. So he's awesome and got my stuff, so I'm like, Thank God. And then I got the smog check, another fifty bucks, whatever. Um and I drove back within like an hour, back to the other one. So I'm there, and I, and I get there, and things taking a while. But I'm like, I'm inside. I'm not waiting outside anymore. So I'm like, all right. And they're like, oh, yeah, our systems are down. And I was like, okay. Like, we're rebooting them, but the reboot's not going well. And I didn't know there was like different <laughs> levels of reboot. I thought like reboot means like it's rebooting; it'll eventually work when it loads. Not like it's like a it's a medium level reboot. Like, it's,
1: it's, we're having a decent reboot. Yeah, it's today. a decent reboot. It either so it is or it isn't.
0: So then they're like, you could either wait for hours or just, or you or you know, and it could work or you yeah. it might not work, and then you just your life's wasted here. So I was like, I waited for like a little over an hour, close to two hours. And I was like, whatever, screw it. Mind you, that the whole state of California. DMV's systems were down. All of them. And they said the day before, the court systems, the court systems systems were down. So, so they all the workers there are all like big into. They're like the Alex Jones conspiracy level now. They're like, it's the government. It's our president. He don't like us. He wants to like ruin all this. I'm like, yeah, all right. (laughs) So I, I'm like, I had enough of this. I got up and just left, and that was done. So I got partial of the registration done, um, and nothing else. So today I went back. Uh, after like no sleep because of the Chris Cornell news. And I was like, you know just screw it. I'm just going 8 o'clock and same thing, lying out the door. Um, but eventually I, I, I got the whole thing uh, done today. Uh, you know, picture taken, license plates, license going to be sent. I took the – you have to take a test. Yep. So it's like if you're a driver in New York for 80 years and you move here, and, and you know, you could be the best driver, no accidents in New York, whatever state you live in. You come to California, you're like, well, we Got have to rules, man. recheck how you know how to drive. California, the only test should be, could you, could you roll down a highway going five miles per hour and break off? And that should be the only test, because that's what the driving is here. Could you drive 30 feet, and then you hit a stop sign, and then a red light? And then do you understand the right on red rules? Like, that's all California is. I've never driven freely here, I feel like, ever. You
1: got to get up early, man. I, sometimes I get up at like four in the morning and just drive around. To drive, yeah. Just, well, it's just a, I got to go come back, go back to well, bed. Like but like a, a little, like, free bird.
0: a couple extra miles north of the valley and then you'll be fine. Not in the valley, because the valley is just as bad as traffic north of the valley, like Santa Clarita. Then you're on the I-5 sure. there, I fly.
1: I know nothing about the geography See, of this good, place.
0: I'm a big commuter from Bakersfield to Cal. To oh, LA, that's true. So it's like you leave here and you hit the valley, you know, Burbank, Studio City, Glendale, all those places. And then you're going no north. Idea. What happened? No idea. Really? At, okay. There's uh, too much, and they all o- sound the same. Just go up the 405. Well, Glendale's no, kind of east. You're, f- you hit Burbank. if You're going to the 405. And then eventually you merge into the I-5, which is the big one. That goes up and down. That goes all the way through to, like, Canada. Uh, and you hit, like, uh, Valencia, where Six Flags is. You hit Santa Clarita, no, which is, like, in the same general area. And then you hit the mountains. And then once you go through the mountains, and it's the the grapevine, which is, like, the way down the mountain. And then you're in Bakersfield. very simple. I didn't listen to a s- single the, second the of more that. The more you know. I'm, I'm prepping you for the eventual drive.
1: Which I won't be driving. I just let true. The, the computers take over. Yeah, that's true. It's Tell not that bad. It's really not that bad. Turn and fart, like, that tells me everything.
0: But the, uh, yeah, the driving here, I don't know. It was, I was shocked to take a test. And I was told, too, so Dustin and Abe, my roommates, were like, oh, you, you can get, like, four wrong. And then you and you don't fail. And I got like three wrong. And I There's was like, some weird ones in there about yeah, like motorcycles and, was, and shit. Yeah, and I was just like, oh no, if I get this fourth one wrong I fail, I'm going to look like an idiot. There was a guy there, it was like a Hispanic guy. I noticed him when I first walked in taking the test, and he left after like my three-hour ordeal today. He left, he, he got done taking the test at, right after I got done. I was just like laughing, like I must have failed seven times today. <laughs> You could actually take test 3 times and fail. And then yeah. If you, yeah, that's it. But I I passed. So, I am Great now work. I'm now an official um Californian Californian Nice. You got the student. license? I got the license. I want to get the black one. The black license. The vanity one, you have to apply for that, right? Or like just no pay extra? Cuz you see people have the white one. You have the white yeah, one. I do. And, and there's the black the black and yellow what one. What
1: would you get your would you get it vanity? Yes, Ass man.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I asked like my friends for for what should I do what should I put on there, like Gobble Ghoul uh, just like very New York or Italian things are just like funny like I eat s, but like E55 because five five, like it's people beautiful. wouldn't do that just funny stuff uh, maybe now I'll do a, a Pearl Jam or a Soundgarden tribute thing um, I'll see how much it costs because I want to be different I, I also miss my I love having my New York plates and my New York license did you get to keep it? yeah I asked to you could actually write like retain and I asked to, re- to retain them I'm very partial what gonna to those. Do with it? Are you going to
1: put it up in yeah. your garage?
0: No, I'll, I'll hang it my room. Above reply, the... The wall of my room. The saw. I feel like... I'll just put dual plates on my car. I don't know. Just on top. I, I love my uh, the, the New York plates. I like being like the different person. Also, the reason why I think I got pulled over was because it was... Definitely. It was licensed plate profiling. No doubt. I'm glad you agree. I thought so, too. And I was going to say it to the guy, but he... If I felt like no. I, I made one comment to him about like, we're not allowed to make
1: uh, prejudicial. Well, because he said, I, he
0: said, like, you were going three miles per hour over. And I actually, and I said, like, I was like, three miles per hour over. And I kind of gave him a look. And he was like, it doesn't matter how, like, he was, Jada was like, if you didn't say that, he was going to let you off. And I was like, well, I did get let off. But if I said, you profile me based on my license plate, it was, that's game over. You can't over. cause
1: a fuss. You can't, got to let them, like, do their thing. I learned quickly.
0: It was my first time ever getting pulled over alone. Like you weren't alone. Well, Jada was there. But I mean, like I've been pulled over. Well, the car or, like alone. my mom, she's got pulled over, and for like no reason. My dad got pulled over because like a tail light. I think my mom the same thing too, actually. Um, but I've never been myself. And I was like pretty cool, calm, collected. Um
1: I've never been pulled over either.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I it, that ruined my past two days. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, San Fran. I wanted to compare San Fran. Oh yeah. So that was that was the the. the what was the weather like? It was sunny. Awesome. Yeah. It was like 60, 65 during the day. I got really bad sunburn on my face, but it From was those harsh. But it was windy, sixty-degree wind. No, but rays. it was super windy, and then at yeah, night, yeah, it gets, it is. at night it gets freezing cold, like cold in Boston.
1: It got really cold at night.
0: I was at the Giants game, the seventeen-inning Giants game where Buster Posey won. I don't know if you saw that The nope. game of the year, classic game. It was Giants Reds. Um, we went to that on a Friday night, and that park on the water is well, it's the best. Baseball stadium I've ever been to, one of the best sporting venues I've ever been to, and the game was awesome. But it's like right in the water, and once the sun goes down, it was like ten degrees. Not reality; it was probably like fifty-five. But I became a soft loser since moving to LA, so that was great. <laughs> uh, we we picked, we have the 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 room <laughs> microphone got that the one. The fart mic. <laughs> um. It it got super cold, so you don't, f- and it was windy, so you don't feel like the sun beating down on you, but. Mm. I mean, I was like, I'm like kind of peeling on like the top of my forehead of my nose from that. Uh, Sad. What did, what did, what, I don't think i ever, I didn't ask you about your initial reactions to the San Fran. Like, what we was your overall rate? It. You talked about it, but I don't think I said like, how did you feel about it? Like, do you like it, dislike it? Better than LA, worse than LA? I
1: mean, it seemed like there is, it was like very, um, it all felt kind of the same. Like, you know how L.A., there's a lot of different personalities. Yes. You go, like, 10 feet, and it's like you're in a totally different neighborhood, totally different vibe, totally different culture. <laughs> San Fran was very a little accurate. bit more uniform. There's a lot of cool things. I liked the the overall chill vibe of it. Um, you know, we got some good food and all that. It was but, very good, yeah. Um, it was all very much like we walked around a lot, like 10 miles a day. All we did was walk, yeah. And... I I didn't get a good sense that there's a lot of varying culture. Then again, I'm not a big like tourist attraction kind of guy. I'm more just like walk around, get some coffee, get some food, be with the locals, be with the locals, blend right in. I had some of the best breakfast potatoes I've ever had on record, uh, this little place. Um, and we waited in the rain for it. Um, so like that's, um, pretty solid. So that's like what I enjoy doing. So it was in terms of that, I, I really enjoyed the trip, and I love seeing new places and all that. But in terms of that, I was pretty surprised by how much was. Just so you just
0: same. you just live there as like a San Franciscan instead of. That's m- not like the goal. I just like no, no, enjoy no, but as opposed to like what I did. That was planned for me, which is like the ultra tourist vacation. The yeah, you time. got the
1: the mega tourist package. She because uh, it was kind
0: of like, uh, she said when Jada was like, "Okay, we're gonna go. I have a surprise trip for your birthday." <laughs> got uh, a text from Nick. Uh, really?
1: Nicholas Picked. Uh do we have to put Eddie on suicide watch tonight?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> tell him tell him we're talking about it on the podcast. He, what do you want to join to discuss?
1: Uh to say I'm a little worried about him might be an <laughs> an understatement.
0: He yeah, but he knows me well though. So I mean I, I applaud him for, for caring. Um we should send him a voice message. Uh what He's was I gonna, gonna say? Also. So, yeah, I had the – she was like, well, we're either going to go to up – we're going to have to drive a lot further for a bigger weekend thing or we're going to go to San Diego, um, the closer one. I mean, no, she said the closer one. So I'm like, well, one San Diego. I'm guessing one San Francisco. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go to San Francisco. San Diego's a day trip. So we went up there, but – and I said I, the one thing I wanted to do was see the stadiums or as many stadiums as I possibly could. Yeah, and that's like, one thing I do regret and, is not. Oh, it's awesome. We should I mean, go back we up. I didn't go
1: in baseball season, but
0: uh, we should we should definitely <laughs> go back up. Uh, or uh, the other thing I wanted to see was Stanford, if we drive through it, because I've heard it's a really nice campus. Uh, I've seen arguably the only campus I haven't seen that's considered one of the best in the country is Michigan's, because I've seen Stanford's, UNC's, and UCLA's are all like ranked apparently like very high up. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, so we did. Giants game, we did the Painted Ladies, the Full House House, Alcatraz, uh, what other touristy things? Are there? There's like the Union Square, the trolley ride, the Fisherman's Wharf, which is like the big one. Mm-hmm. So we did all the touristy stuff, Ghirardelli Square where the chocolate was made, literally did all the, everything like you did. packed neighborhood, everything was packed we did, because like, that's where all the tourists would go. Uh, it's a very east coast city. It is, yeah. It's very, like, New York slash Boston, any city on a... On a, on a Faster pace. On paced. water, yeah. It's it's definitely faster pace. It's definitely a lot of, like, the downtown business district area reminded me of, like, downtown Manhattan, like, kind of near Stone Street and yeah. the Seaport uh, and, and Boston, too, like, the financial district in Boston. Uh, I liked it. I I, I think you're right that there's, like, no culture. Everyone's just, like, uh, uh, I don't, an aspiring... Not aspiring, I guess they kind of... To live there, you kind of have to make it billionaire yeah a bit like a lot of billionaire white guys and it was uh, weird
1: like some especially by like the Patagonia fleeces the the Golden Gate Bridge like all those houses yes. along whatever Pacific Road or whatever. yes that yes is. yes 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 um there's like this weird collection of like probably very very expensive houses they're all like different styles some are like modern some are like um so Victorian, really some are like yep. weird.
0: Because every other house looks exactly the same in San Francisco, and then once you get to that area, it changes completely. There's there's modern stuff. Yeah, I told I said to the Jen, and she goes, "Oh, who cares?" I was like, "We just literally walked around an entire city for three days. Every single house looks exactly like Danny Tanner's house. Every single one. Like they could have picked any single house for that to be the full house house because they all exactly like every yeah. neighborhood, no matter where you Which go. Which is awesome. There's some cool yeah, little. It's cool
1: neighborhoods for uh, sure."
0: And then you go to that part right before you get to the Ridge. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And all those houses look way different. Um, and they probably cost an arm and a leg. Like the fact that if you make 105000 if you and a, a partner or spouse, whatever. So you, you basically, if you, you and a partner make fifty two grand and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. You're you at guys, the bottom You, you guys are 10%. considered,
0: yeah, you're poor in San Francisco. That to me is. So
1: who's working at all the Burger Kings? That's what I want to know. Where they coming from? That is true.
0: There was there, that's the other thing too. There was like no, I didn't see many chains there. Uh, it's very like mom and pop like corner store type thing. There were some, like there was like a Whole Foods. Uh there which is like typical, but there was no I didn't see a lot of like there was only no like In and Out, at least I didn't see it.
1: Yeah, well that makes it's very liberal city. Very like uh they had bubble shrimp local. Though,
0: down the the wharf. Thank God. What would we do without? Yeah, did the did the bread bowl? Which is good, sourdough bread bowl They're from the no, from okay. the, uh, the, the, the place that's like the big, big place that's like the Bowdoin Bo- 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 or something like that. I don't know. It's like the one you're supposed to go to and try. Uh, she did her research. She's been planning this for like two months. She found out which place to get the bread bowl. She found out the best bakery, the best brunch spot, the best dinner spot. Um, so, I mean, I, I give her credit. She knew what she was doing. Uh, there's one person that trusts with the travel plans and food and sightseeing. I would say it is probably Jada, so I was happy with that, but... Uh, I would like to go back and kind of do it more like your style where well, we did walk everywhere hmm but to not be like okay we have to go see this we could just live and just like whatever happens happens um, which would be me just going to a Giants game every single night and hang out but the, the bars in that area I'd tell you that stadium was awesome it was like a beer garden in the outfield where the glove is and the and the coke bottle mm-hmm. uh, and like right on, on the right side like where you walk like down by McCovey Cove, like on the right field wall. Yeah. And then once you hit center field, center field and left field is just food stands in the back and beer, and beer stands with, like, picnic tables. That's pretty cool. And, I mean, we sat for the first four innings, five innings, and uh, Johnny Quaid was pitching at gem too, and they were down early. The, the Giants were down, and they tied it up late uh, before I went to the extras. And we watched, like, the we didn't say the whole 17 innings. We stayed until uh, the ninth, but we were just in the in the back, like – yeah, it. it was awesome. Uh, really, really, really big fan of that stadium and the whole area in general leading up to it. It's, it's kind of, I wouldn't say like Fenway because uh, Fenway is kind of concentrated and like the Bronx stinks. But it had a lot of multiple, like different streets you can go and party on. And uh, I really enjoy that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Alcatraz was pretty cool too. Being like, it was, that's one of those things in life that I use, intrigued by for some reason uh i don't know and just seeing it was pretty cool so i was glad i could i convinced her that we could we should probably do that because she's not big on stuff like that uh not to put her down but anyway idiot um but yeah overall i i liked it i mean the drive is it's uh, you know five that hours four 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 hours from bakersfield so like six from la yeah, a little, a little less than six that. uh if you don't hit traffic it's you know you got to stop multiple times but it's it's not the worst thing. I would I would definitely go back. I think it's definitely a good idea to go back. If there was like you know Yankees Giants game, we had a free weekend or you know Giants our Giants are playing the New York Football Giants are playing up there. I would I would go back uh, because I think it could be done in way cheaper if you're not spending money on big meals, fancy hotel room, like parking this and that. I mean you could pretty much you you could pretty much do it. So it it was good. I'm glad I finally saw it. That being said. I'm like way more into Los Angeles and like, I like the SoCal area way better. Yeah. I think it's because you have beaches you could actually use. Like the, you still have mountains here. Um, I not You know. got it all.
1: I think. So you just substitute the people with North- like something more interesting. Yeah,
0: the, I agree with the people. But like Northern California is a lot of just, uh, it's just like a lot of freeway. Like I drove through San Jose. It's all freeway. I drew like, you know, Palo Alto, like Stanford was a super nice campus. Really, really nice. Um, really rich suburb type place, but then once you get on the road, you know, it's back to, like, the, the freeways and, like, in, like, strip malls and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of like Anaheim, how Anaheim is, like, a weird, fake place. It's bizarre. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, I drove to, like, Silicon Valley, It's just like, empty, just, like, very, a lot of space, a lot of mountains. Like, I think Malibu over here is way more scenic. That being said, Golden Gate Bridge and that area is really nice. Yeah. Like, the, 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 like, the water like, on the rocks. Yeah. Um, the wharf was I liked it a lot, but uh, I'm I'm not unhappy living in L.A. over San Francisco. And on to Seattle. Seattle, that will, yeah, that was the thing I wanted to bring on before with in relations to Cornell. Uh, and now I need to go, like now I definitely have to go. A, to pel- a pilgrimage. I have to go to Seattle super quick. I was talking to Landy, uh, who I unfortunately did not see in San Francisco. I didn't want to bother him. I was literally in Stanford's cameras for ten minutes. I took two pictures of the clock tower, and like the main hall, like on the grass. Mm-hmm. And then Jada was like, I have to pee and like get back home and sleep. So we left. Um, but I talked to him today because he's just a big of a, if not bigger cor- uh, Chris Cornell fan and, and fan of this kind of music. And uh, he was pretty upset too. And I was like, have you ever been to Seattle? Because he lives up in like Mountain View area, which is right outside of Palo Alto in Northern right. California. And... Uh, I was like, have you ever been? He's like, no. I was like, we got to go. Like, I I, I always wanted to go, and now that Chris is gone, it's way more of a reason to go just to, to, I don't know. I don't know what, I I just want to, like, feel, I wanted to, I I wish I could, like, recapture, like, what the feeling was. Like, if I could go back to the Off-Ram Cafe in, like, August 1990 1990 or whatever, when Pearl Jam was this little-known band called Mookie Blaylock, and they went on the stage and, like, this cafe, and they played like, I want that energy, that that vibe, that feeling. I want to see what it was being like. Like, imagine Chris Cornell living with Andy Wood. It's like me and you living together in a place like this. It's like two rock legends. It's just like, I don't know how to
1: put it into words. We should probably start our own band. But
0: I just want to, no, I just want to like, how do you experience the Seattle feeling? That's what I want to do. I want to go there and just like immerse myself in. I want to do what you did in San Francisco, in Seattle. I want to just walk the streets. I want to just see the places they would go to. I want to see. You should recreate. Where the the feeling would come from. I think that's just, that to me, in a cultural sense, I want to see Seattle the most. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know where else I would do. Like, what else do you do in Seattle? You see the Space Needle, Puget Sound, Magnuson Park is the park where they filmed Hunger Strike. That's, that's like the big uh, oh, yeah. area to go to. Um, the fish market. Uh, I've heard University of Washington's campus is pretty nice. So if I go to her in the fall, maybe I'll do a Saturday football game or a Sunday Seahawks game or baseball season Mariners.
1: Yeah, uh, we're going to Sunday. Sunday day game or something.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean besides that, but I just big want coffee to, city. I'm that's excited. yeah. Just I would just crush a lot of Starbucks. They have like the world's biggest Starbucks up there. Do they really? Yeah, the original one. It, it has every kind of every flavor or every kind of Starbucks merchandise thing you could buy.
1: And I'm just gonna go ahead and get a
0: I, small hot coffee. Yeah, <laughs> small hot coffee, black. Uh, yeah, keep it black. Um, Sounds good. So yeah, I I, I definitely want to go now. I'm very jealous you're going. Uh, the more mu- like there are music tours, like brunch tours, they do bring you stuff. I've heard there's like buses, which is like the last thing I want to do. It's like to me, it's like getting on a duck boat in Boston. <laughs> well, this is where Paul Revere. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. But that being said, I want to. There's ways you can Google it and find out the areas, and you can go yourself. Uh, Easy Street Records is like the place you have to go. That's where all the big time Seattle guys. Um, they love that place because it's like a homey record store. It's mm-hmm. not owned by big corporation or whatever and the wall outside Jeff himself painted the mother love bone mural uh... that i, I want to definitely see easy street records um, i don't even know the show box is like a, a theater they put a lot of shows on the Moore theater key Arena is still around uh... with the sonics used to play
1: perfect uh, see, i uh, think i'll probably hit that
0: <laughs> yeah just go look at a big empty arena no this is nice it's beautiful uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like you have. There's not a ton to to actually do. There's a lot of things to go to and like look at, and then just be like, okay, now what? Like any s- city. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's some places that you have more activities though. Like, I, or you could do more, or at least eat something. Like, there's no food besides the f- the fish. You can only have fish and coffee. I'm sure in there's Seattle. good.
1: There's something good. You just Google it. You, you know, just see food. It's endless. There's Seafood. endless resources to find cool stuff to do, no matter what you're into. Whether no, it's I will, grunge, yeah, or I will, fish, or I will find a, a coffee, or people pissing on your chest—you can get whatever you sure. want. Yeah, you know it's all there. You just gotta look for it. So um, you're going. In, we'll figure
0: you're out. going on three weeks. Uh, two two weeks from this weekend. Two weeks from this weekend.
1: Uh, first of June. First weekend of
0: June. I wonder if they're gonna have like, it'll uh, be a weird time to go. Just have this happening. I wonder if there's gonna be some kind of tribute or memorial type thing you can go do. I'm sure they're gonna have set something set up where fans could just, like, pay their respect, kind of like how David Bowie had that around the world and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think in Seattle, Chris is definitely a big name that'll have that. There's a, a sculpture, a wind, it's, like, it's called, they got their name from the Sound Garden, it was, like, a sculpture in a garden that, when the wind blew, would make a sound. Um, and that's, like, literally what they got the name from. I, wanna, I wonder where that actual structure is, because that would be pretty cool to see. See, like, again, like, people listening to this are probably like, who cares, but... Different we haven't even different scratched folks. the surface no, of I, I the don't.
1: Eddie Murphy psychology and relationships. I, I would just like to
0: go. I would like to go and just be like, I did it. I I, I felt some sort of a vibe that why this type of music came from this city, like in the great Northwest. You know, like why is it this place that spawned all this this type of music? Like mm. all kind of similar, all having a mostly tragic endings. Like why is it there? Heroin. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, that's that's a, why, it's, yeah. That's, that's where it came from. Really, <laughs> yeah. You're right. I mean, that's just a really, <laughs> that's big, the really, right really, there. really, big reason why. Uh, and now I need to go home and watch the movie Singles. I think I have to watch. You ever see that? Singles? Singles. Cameron Crow. No. He directed it. Matt Dillon's in it, and Pearl Jam is the band. The oh band's really? called Yeah, the band's called Citizen Dick. Is
1: it like the almost famous for Seattle. Yeah. In the early that's kind of what it
0: is. And like they have cameos, like they walk into a bar, or a club, and like Lane Staley singing, and then Cliff Pontier, who plays is that character that Matt Dillon plays, who's the lead singer of Citizen Dick. He's like walking into his apartment building, and Chris walks out because he's like his roommate or apartment mate, and like he says something to him, about, like his car or radio or something, I think, or the song that's playing. Uh, every Seattle band but Nirvana was like in the movie, um, so I don't know. That's just a little.
1: Why don't you, every all our listeners can go. Go listen Cameron,
0: Cameron, Cameron Crow is very. Cameron Crow, uh,
1: he's listening. He sponsors. He's a friend. He well, is. He is. He's friend of the podcast. More respected
0: guy. Wow, this we're almost in an hour anyway. Um, we have. Uh, wow,
1: well, to let everybody know, Eddie is uh, he's okay. He's here. He's safe. I can't believe Nick texted. Us. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, just for context, our friend Nick just very concerned. It's been a. It's a very an emotional day, rightfully so. Um,
0: why is he up? It's like one forty. He's probably no, no, like he's not it's 1240. He's in New Orleans or New it's Orleans still time probably like reporting on some He is reporting, he's, old reporting lady on, yeah, he's reporting on me. He's updating everyone in the bayou.
1: He's, he is tweeting about to the bayou about your your mental health. Yeah Um, no, but I mean a sad day and still a lot to to see what happens next. Yeah Um, be you know you went to DMV you went to San Francisco. Yeah, this is
0: a real bummer of an episode. Like this no, was a good episode. Sam, Sam, no, I know. I think it was good. Right I think, it was, I think, we I think it was a, think a very we... strong episode, but I think the general tone was negative because of the DMV. And then Chris Cornell. Uh, San Fran I enjoy, but I guess it, it was kind of quick glazed over. So I will promise the next episode will be more well, I think we dove deep, and I think we don't.
1: Uh, there's still a lot to learn. Yeah,
0: it's about the game of life. The and, uh, old game of life, but next week I'll, I'm, in, I'm in New York, so I can come back with some hopefully funny stories. I a college graduation, so your that'll, brother's that'll graduation bring, that'll bring some funny stories. And uh,
1: what did you get him anything?
0: Uh, no, his birth. I but I figured For graduation hey, it was his birthday too, so I figured. If so I,
1: you're wrapping it all into one.
0: They cancel each other out. Uh, what my this is my play, so I'm, you, We could. It's sure. funny you brought this up. Uh, I I was gonna say, well, hey, now you're graduated. If you don't have a job yet. Do you want to come out here and visit? I'll pay for your ticket. That was gonna be my joint gift because, like,
1: why would he say no?
0: No, he won't. So then, and it, it'll it's it's a hefty price. To obviously, fly from New York to L.A. So
1: well, he's got nothing to do. Just fly him in on a Tuesday.
0: So like, your graduation birthday gift is me paying for your two hundred dollar ticket, and you can come out here and well, it's a good price. Yeah, I mean, I got yeah. So I'm hopefully that'll happen. Uh, that's my gift to him. So it's funny to so that because I was actually consciously thinking about that.
1: I got to find a good gift for my brother's wedding and I have no idea. We
0: did the bachelor party.
1: That wasn't, uh, that's not a gift. Did you get a chance to talk about that? Today? In this podcast?
0: In the la- did we have one after or no? No, we didn't. Uh, Ichiwawa. See, There's I know I had cover. a lot of, I had a, my topics originally before this Chris Cornell thing happened was one, that, and number two, I wanted to rant about that show on Netflix, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, I had a strong opinion, and I and I think now because we of the should whole, save it. I think for a while because of basically because of suicide. Um, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just about like people too too politically correct. And now it's a TV show. My basically the analogy was like if you're gonna worry about that show, worry about people who watch Dexter, people who watch The Sopranos because they want to become mobsters or serial killers. Like it's the same vein. Um, all right. So next episode, funny episode. We're gonna hear n- Very one num- number one. We're gonna hear about Pete's recaps of bachelor parties. Two. My trip to New York. Three, I want to talk about Matthew McConaughey. And oh, possibly being... So I'll do my homework before True Detective. Then. I want to talk about that, just speculating on it and the show in general. Um, and I guess other, any other TV things that have caught our We're eye. We're doing early. a uh, more, more Memorial Day podcast. Yeah, we could. I'm around. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you listen to this hour of... Uh, I think Seattle, it's some interesting Seattle content. Seattle said it's very interesting content, not a upbeat episode. So but I think people s- listen
1: to just about anything while they're taking a shit or I think. trying to fall asleep. So. Yeah, that's true. That Hopefully true. even you've had a good BM while listening to this. Yeah, this is a good Rainy Day BM podcast. This is, <laughs> I think we found a title That for Rainy Day BM
0: podcast, wow. All
1: right, well... Uh, the the people are going to be in for a treat when they, we, yeah. <laughs> they see that title and they get... They're not going to get what they paid for.
0: We uh, we teased all our topics that we're doing for next episode. So if you don't like any of those topics, aka Bachelor Parties, New York City, or True Detective, then I guess don't listen. Don't listen. But that's what we're going talk to talk about. talking to you, Mom. Yeah. So, all right. We've got an hour. Uh, thank you guys for listening to that. Thank, you, thank uh, you, Peter, for letting me vent for quite a while about the great life and career of uh, Chris Cornell. Um, and now I guess we're that's it. And I'll have to drive a half hour back to That's the, it. Leaves the beautiful Santa Monica. So, see you guys next time.
1: Black Hole Sun.